0: This right here could be the biggest moment of his career. Is it his time? Yes! Noah Watson is wearing a green jacket at Augusta. There's no doubt about it. The bear has come out of hibernation. All right, here we go on the Golf Preview Podcast. It's week
1: one of the fall PGA Tour season at the Fortinet Championship, which is a field mostly made of rookies and players who are fighting to earn status. Uh, for the for the elevated signature events come the spring remember if you finish top 70 in the spring there's absolutely no reason to play in the fall besides getting a head start on earning fedex cup points the only two players in the field of napa this week who are ranked in the top 10 in the world is justin thomas and max Homa. those two will use napa as a uh, a prep week as we're uh, about 12 days before the Ryder Cup kicks off in Rome. Uh, and across the pond, you have the BMW PGA Championship, which is one of the DP World Tour's premier events. There in England at Wentworth Golf Club. You have a stacked field of European Ryder Cuppers and Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, Tommy Fleetwood, Shane Lowry, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Victor Hovland, uh, Tyrell Hatton, Ludwig Aberg, and Robert McIntyre. You essentially have the entire European Ryder Cup team competing in the BMW uh, PGA this week, Justin Rose, Sepp Straka, Nicola Hodgegaard, everyone who you will see in in 10 days' time uh, in Rome is playing at Wentworth uh, this week at the BMW PGA. And when you look at which side between the United States and Europe, when you look at which side will be coming into Rome with the most momentum, You have to air with Team Europe because the the PGA Tour season ended three to four weeks ago, and a lot of the Americans have been in rest mode, whereas for the Europeans, they still have six events to play uh, before the DP World Tour Championship. The Ryder Cup uh, is scheduled in a much more momentous position for the Europeans than the Americans. And it's not to say that the Americans have been on the couch for the last three weeks. We've seen guys like Xander Schauffele and, and Justin Thomas really hitting the practice hard over the last few weeks, but it's nice for the European players that they can compete in, in high stakes tournament golf in the weeks leading up to the Ryder cup, you know, just like in any other sport uh, there, there's a lot of pro golfers that like to work their games into the peak. Look at the major championship schedule, for example. You know, maybe the Masters uh, is an exception. You don't see many stars in the field. At the Valero Texas Open uh, the week before the Masters, mainly because TPC San Antonio is is in a totally different. Uh, it's a totally different challenge than Augusta. The Houston Open at Golf Club of Houston used to be the week before the Masters, and they would set that uh, course up to model Augusta's conditions, which obviously attracted a nice field here in Houston. Uh, But TPC San Antonio does not do that. And as a result, most players who are already qualified for the Masters uh, do not make the trip to San Antonio to play the Valero. Uh, You do get a good mix of players competing in the Wells Fargo and the Byron Nelson in the weeks leading to the PGA Championship. A ton of players compete in the Memorial and, and the Canadian Open leading into the U.S. Open. And then you always see every star player make the trip to the Scottish Open um, as a prep week for the British Open. So as we sit here, uh about two weeks, a little under two weeks before the Ryder Cup, I, I look at Team Europe as the side that not only has the the home soil advantage, but also uh the team that has more players in tournament golf form than team USA. Uh, you know, Robert McIntyre, Justin Rose, Nicola Hoshgard, Shane Lowry, these are all players. Uh, who have been competing on the European tour for the last you know, three to four weeks. They'll have zero rust to shake off once they get to Marco Simone next week. And, and I looked at, look at that as a huge advantage for Team Europe. Now, we did not get a chance to discuss Luke Donald's captain's picks for the European Ryder Cup team, which were announced last week. He had... Just as tough decisions to make as Zach Johnson did, and, and I thought Luke Donald did an A-plus job with his picks uh, that will make the trip with Rory, Rom, Hovland, Hatton, Fitzpatrick, and McIntyre. Uh, Donald picked you know, Tommy Fleetwood, who uh, played brilliantly over the spring. We'll talk about him as far as the BMW PGA Championship is concerned today. He picked... Sepp Straka, who won the John Deere Classic earlier this year. Of course, we had that ticket at 55 to one. And he's he's someone who has the ability to win a major here over the next 10 years. Uh, number which what, what was the number? So seven was seven was Fleetwood. Eight was Straka. Nine was Shane Lowry, the 2019 champion golfer of the year. Number 10 was Justin Rose. Uh, who was the oldest player to win on the PGA Tour this year at 41. He accomplished that earlier in the year at Pebble Beach, and then 41-year-old Lucas Glover matched that feat with his wins at the end of the season. I digress. Rose is a guy uh, with a ton of Ryder Cup experience. He thrives on the pressure, and he's a major champion uh, that can just cause a ton of issues for the American team. And for 11 and 12, the last two picks – this is where Luke Donald really showed his brilliance. For the eleventh spot on the team, he takes a relatively unknown twenty-two-year-old Nicola Hajgard, who you know was not the favorite for the public. But this is this is a player who already has two European titles under his belt and has been a top five machine this year. I thought he was the much better and, and smarter option than taking Seamus Power or Alex Norin. And then for that twelfth spot. Donald went ahead and took the rookie Phenom Ludwig Aberg, who won two weeks ago at the Omega European Masters in such timely fashion. You know, there was no way Donald could leave Aberg off the team with how well the Swede has played in his rookie campaign. Aberg had four top 25 finishes and seven PGA Tour starts in the spring. He finished fourth at the John Deere Classic. And, you know, he didn't qualify for the PGA Tour playoffs, but, you know, that might have worked out for the best because he was able to take two weeks off uh, before heading to Europe and ultimately uh, winning his first professional tournament. And in those two weeks prior to Luke Donald making his captain's picks, Aberg went fourth at the Czech Masters and then won the European Masters. Now, I know that there were uh, a lot of European fans who would have liked to seen um, Adrian Moranck picked instead of Aberg or, or, or Hoshgard. And, you know, they, it, in case you're uninformed, they wanted to see Moranck because he won the Italian Open this year, which was hosted at Marco Simone, the same golf course that's going to host the Ryder Cup next week. And, you know, don't get me wrong, Moranck has a great game, um, you know, that has seen him emerge as one of the, the premier talents on the European tour over the last two years. But when you just go by the numbers, uh, Hajgard and Aberg are the better players going into this Ryder Cup. And I think that Europe wanted some youth to go along with that veteran lineup. Aberg is 23, Hajgaard is 22. They both have competed on many European amateur national teams within the last five years. And 30-year-old Morocc cannot say the same thing. You know, it's been almost eight years since Maroc. Uh, has represented europe in a team setting and i and i i truly believe that is something that went into luke donald's consideration and with where we stand right now i still i'm still obsessed with my with my plus 185 ticket on team europe that we took uh, about a month ago for a number of reasons number one the united states has not won on European soil since 1993. If you look at the history of the Ryder Cup, the United States dominated the first 40 years of the Cup. And then once Seve and and Bernhard Langer, Tony Jacklin, Jose Maria Orthabo, once those guys emerged for Europe in the late 80s, early 90s, the Cup began to to swing more in the Europeans' hands, um, especially on their home soil. You have to understand, golf is not a game for Europeans. It's not this route to commercial wealth like it is here in the states uh golf is life to the europeans that take interest in the game uh and and this is it's proven Ryder cup tickets in europe they're selling more for they're they're selling more than premier league tickets the fans absolutely relish the opportunity to watch their guys kick the americans derriere uh in a sports setting they have no issue letting the American players know that they're on foreign soil. And that will be a huge advantage to Team Europe. That's number one. And number two, I trust Luke Donald's decision making uh, as far as this, as far as the Ryder Cup goes, much more than American captain Zach Johnson. There have been, you know, many times over the last year where I'm not positive that that Zach Johnson knows exactly what he's doing as a captain. At times it seems like he's way too interested in the chemistry going on in the team room and that's been you know an overall theme for for this American team in general this team has been widely criticized as one that is not taking the best American players to Rome, uh, but instead taking the team that is going to get along uh, during wine night in the uh, American locker room all I've heard is Zach Johnson and Jordan Spieth talk about how uh, You know, they like the players whose whose wives get along with each other in the team room. And then that's why I like Europe in this Ryder Cup. When I hear uh, the American team talk about every aspect except what's actually going on on the course, I, I start to worry about my home country's chances of of bringing back the cup. They took, you know, Sam Burns over Bryson DeChambeau and, and Cam Young. You know, not because Burns is the better player. No, no, no. The numbers clearly say that DeChambeau and Young had the better years. They took Burns because he's friends with Scottie Scheffler and he's not going to cause any issues in the team room. You know, ZJ, he didn't want Dustin Johnson, who went five zero and, and 0 at the last Ryder Cup. You know, ZJ, he didn't want Cam Young, who's showed out in, in nearly every major championship over the last two seasons. And he certainly didn't want Bryson DeChambeau who could have won the U.S. Open earlier uh, earlier this year and he fired a 58 in a competitive round less than a month ago. No, no, no. They don't want Bryson DeChambeau due to the fact that he operates a little bit differently off the golf course. Let, let's just ignore the fact that Bryson is a U.S. amateur champion and has been a strong piece to this United States squad over the last several Ryder Cups. Zach Johnson... Um, You know, Davis Love and his married group of captains would rather take Sam Burns, who really has done nothing since March. So that is the way I see it. I see a hungry European team against a, uh, a United States team whose captains picks process looked more like a, a frat initiation process rather than picking a legit golf team that can take home the cup. You know, next week. Uh, or i'm sorry in 10 days time not exactly next week next week we'll do the french open dp world tour pod and the week after for the Ryder cup i'll release a a kind of a main pod on tuesday and then through the week there'll either be more pods or forum picks depending on the time constraints so uh we will handicap the foursomes, we'll handicap the four balls um and then we'll handicap Sunday singles so um, it's not like I'll be hammering the Europeans from top to bottom. You still have your trusty uh, American match play stalwarts like Scotty Scheffler and Patrick Cantley and Xander Shoffley. But when it comes now, that's unless Scheffler obviously, if he's paired with with Burns uh, and foursomes and four balls, you know that game plan will change. We'll talk about that when the time comes. But when it comes to totaling it all up and who I think emerges. On top at, at the end of the action in Rome, it's Europe, it's, it's Europe all day long. It's Europe all day long. All right, let's get to the picks for this week. The order of play will be discussing the top four favorites for the Fortnite Championship. Then I'll give you one matchup and one pick to place. After that, I'll give you an outright for the Fortnite and the BMW PGA. We will then do a lineup for uh only the Fortinet. I'll give you a sleeper, a scoring prediction, and a first round leader for the Fortinet. And then I'll do a best bet for both Napa and the action at Wentworth. This is the golf preview podcast. I'm your host, Will Doctor. Let's get you all the picks and predictions you need for the Fortinet Championship and the BMW PGA. All right, let's get rolling on these favorites for the Fortinet. Uh, we start with Max Homa at plus 750 on MGM or Bet Online, and really the the major storyline of the week is if Max Homa can become the first three-peat winner of the P, of, of a PGA Tour event in over a decade. Uh, he's always elected to start his season nice and early in Napa. He's a guy who uh, who who who's really only going to play the West Coast events in the fall. You'll see him at the Ryder Cup in a couple weeks. You won't see him in Jackson at the Sanderson Farms. The week after that is the Shriners in Vegas. I imagine he he may tee it up at TPC Summerlin there in Vegas a couple weeks after the Ryder Cup. But you know you have to imagine if the United States wins in Rome, uh, at least a two week bender in Europe will follow. So Homa, you know he might play. You might see him after the Ryder Cup three weeks later at the Zozo in Japan. Um, you know, he could do the post three week bender after the Ryder cup. And, and, and once again, I don't know if, if home was a bender guy, but you just have to assume if the United States takes the cup back for the first time since 1993, uh, that 12 man teams just going to take over Europe for three weeks. That, 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 that's what I imagine. Uh, so the next time you see him in a stroke, the next time you see Max home in a stroke play event after this week will likely be the Zozo in Japan. Or after a U.S.
2: win, if that happens, uh, you might not see him the rest of the fall at all. But uh, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained and it could be easy to ignore I've been drinking AG one because for AG one quality, isn't just a buzzword. AG one's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality
0: You know, Homa back to back to this week. Homa is probably the second
1: best player in the world right now when it comes to West Coast golf. I would say ram is number one, and Homa is number two. Uh, it, it's sort of tough not to love Homa this week. This this number is really not that far off when you look at the way he was playing in those last three weeks of the playoffs. He was trending. He had a really really strong finish to the season. Tenth at the Open, sixth at the St. Jude, fifth uh, at the BMW, ninth at the Tour Championship. Um, and that came after back-to-back missed cuts at the U.S. Open and Travelers. So um, I'll have Max Homa as my only outright for the Fortinet this week. Uh, this will be a great little prep for the Ryder Cup. And, you know, he he will be a shining light headline um, for an American team that's really going great, to re- greatly rely on guys from the West Coast. Patrick Cantlay, you know, Homa, Xander Shoffley. Um, it's a team comprised of a lot of West Coast talent. Uh, but anyways, I'm taking Max Homa um, at plus 750. He's an A-plus level talent in a C-minus level field this week. So uh, number one outright, rarely right off the jump there, but we will be on Max Homa at plus 750. All right, we're on to Justin Thomas, who is 14 to 14-1 across the board. He'll make his fifth career appearance in Napa. He will also... Uh, he'll make the trip to Marco Simeone next week to represent the Americans. He was, you know, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, a controversial pick. But, uh, the 12th place finish at Sedgefield to end last season was all ZJ needed to see out of JT. And, and listen, his Ryder Cup record it speaks for itself. You need that experience there amongst the unknowns like Wyndham Clark and Brian Harmon, and of course, Sam Burns. You can't leave a Justin Thomas, uh, who, who's gone 6-2-1 and one at Ryder Cups. You can't leave him at home. Uh, you know, In case you missed the last episode, I talked about players over the history of the Ryder Cup who continue to make teams because of their record. Ian Poulter, great example. He competed on seven Ryder Cups for Team Europe. He was a captain's pick six times. Why? Why was Ian Poulter a captain's pick six times? Because he had a fifteen eight and two Ryder Cup record, he was six zero and one in singles, and he had the ability to get under the American skin with his annoying, you know, Rod Stewart Euro esque swagger. The postman they called Poulter. He was just an absolute menace in Ryder Cups, and he made a full career out of it. Now JT obviously a major champion, uh, a very good stroke play career, but JT has the has the ability. To cause the same havoc for the Europeans that Poulter did for the Americans, he's kind of got that that Southern American type grittiness to him that complements his golf ability extremely well. Uh, that's JT, of course. So I like that pick a lot from Zach Johnson, despite the the shocking play from JT in 23. But of course, um, it did not go without heavy heavy criticism. And to top that off, last week. You had the false reports from some of the media elites that JT and his coach and dad, Mike Thomas, had separated themselves as far as the, the player-coach relationship was concerned. And, you know, Mike Thomas immediately fired back shortly after saying he had just got done watching one of JT's rain sessions. So, you know, that was a total disaster from from a reporting standpoint. But it was confirmed that JT parted ways with putting guru John Graham. um, And he was seen working with Steve Stricker this past week on a little scouting trip in Rome. So JT has had some good time to work on his game. There were flashes of greatness at the window, but no one talked about it because they were more concerned with the fact that he missed the playoffs. Uh, you know, he finished 12th. That's a solid week for someone who had just missed three cuts in their previous four starts. And, you know, he had over six weeks to work on his game. So you think a player of the caliber uh, that JT plays at is going to be dialed in again. The reason, the only reason, I'm passing on JT this week is because his number should be more like 25 to one instead of 14 to one. That's the wrong price. Bottom line. That's the wrong price. Yes. The points, uh, all points signal to a strong comeback, but the fact is, um, you know, the majority of his last 25 rounds have been a disaster. So he should not be anywhere under 20 to one on any book, uh, this week in Napa bottom line. Bad price on JT this week, so we're a pass. Uh, But we will reevaluate him come uh, 10 days' time before the Ryder Cup. Okay, on to Sahit Tagala at 18-1 across the board. And Tagala will make his third career start in Napa this week. I'm excited to see what what his future holds in in his third year on tour. Uh, He's performed well in one of two starts in Napa. Had a good tournament there last year. Um, and, and he had a very solid end to the spring season, almost made the tour championship. The problem here is like JT, his numbers overpriced due to a weaker field. He should be more around the 20 to 21 number, 20 to 21 to one number, as opposed to 18 to one. And that reflects on his matchups as well. So we are a pass on to the gala this week on to, Cam Davis at 25 to one on MGM Bavada, and bet online. And it's a shame that it's not a president's cup here because Cam Davis has, um, has had an electric end to the spring season prior to his 40th place finish at the BMW Davis had recorded four straight top tens and nearly qualified for the, for the, the tour championship, but finished off last season, ranked 48th on the FedEx Cup standings. The problem with Davis this week is that Silverado has never been a golf course that has suited suited his eye. You have to be precise off the tee on this golf course, and Cam Davis, uh, his driving accuracy can be a disaster at times. So as a result, we'll start the matchups. The one and only matchup for the Fortinet. Uh, with Bo Hosler over Cam Davis at minus 105 on Bet Online. Hosler is a West Coast player who has recorded top 25 finishes in each of his last three starts in Napa. This is his seventh career start at this tournament, so he has plenty of experience around Silverado. And Hosler Hosler's also coming off uh, his best season to date as he finished the spring ranked 58th on the FedEx Cup standings. We saw. Uh, we last saw Hosler uh, week one of the playoffs where he finished 20th at the St. Jude, um, which was not a surprise considering he had finished 13th or better in two of his three starts heading into Memphis. You look at the way Hosler played on the West Coast last year, 25th in Napa, 11th at Pebble and 14th in Phoenix. This is a guy who loves the the Poa grass and he has the driving accuracy that you can trust this week. Unlike Cam Davis, who has been playing well, um, you know, Cam Davis has been playing very well. But as opposed to Hosler, Cam Davis has, sometimes has a very tough time finding fairways. So uh, the first and only matchup of the week will be Bo Hosler over Cam Davis at minus 105 on Bet Online. All right, a break from the golf to tell you about what we have going over on at pregame.com. Listen, the NFL season has started. Uh, Scott, AJ, uh, and the rest of the Sharps at pregame have you covered with picks on their website, pregame.com. Go ahead and get on pregame.com. Click on buy picks and use my exclusive coupon code BMW20 for 20% off all picks on pregame.com. Once again, that is BMW20 for 20% off all picks on pregame.com. Right, my one pick to place for the Fortnite will be Brendan Todd, top 10 at plus 400 on Online, And Silverado has proven to be a favorite over the years for the three-time PGA Tour winner, B. Todd. You know, he finished 22nd and 9th in NAP over the last two years. And that is, that is a, a result of the fact that he's 6th on the PGA Tour in driving accuracy. B. Todd is someone who rarely ever misses a fairway and he feasts. On these tight golf courses such as Silverado, Harbortown, uh, TBC Deer Run, these shorter, more narrow golf courses, um, those are the ones that B Todd really plays well at. And you know, Todd is not someone who we are just picking out of nowhere as far as recent con- re- recent success is concerned. He was in the mix on multiple occasions last season: seventh at the CJ Cup, second at Pebble, eighth at the Wells Fargo, second at the Deer. Seventh at Sedgefield. He played so well. Um, and, and he made it all the way to the BMW championship. Um, had he played well that week, he would have advanced into the top 25 on the money list and made it to the tour championship. But nonetheless, B Todd had a very successful spring, 48th on the FedEx Cup money list, which means he's in the signature events in the spring. And I expect B Todd to have a great start to the season this week in Napa, just as he has over the last two years so pick the place the only one for this week is going to be brendan todd to top 10 at plus 400 on bet online we move to the outrights uh one for the fortinet one for the bmw pga uh the one winner for the fortinet we already talked about it max home at plus 750 at mgm um, you know, it's not going to be easy to 3 a golf tournament. It never is on the PGA Tour. There were five three-peat attempts last season. Cantley at the BMW, Rory in Canada, KH in Dallas, Burns in Tampa, Hovland in Mayakoba, all of them came up short. But I don't believe that will be the case this week for Homa. He, he He's just so much more elite than almost every player in this field besides Justin Thomas. And Silverado is a golf course that legitimately sets up well for Homa. You know, it, it, it's not a, a KH Lee fluke type scenario where Homa magically won a Napa two times in a row. No, no, no. Homa is a, a cheat code when it when it comes to performing at Silverado and when it comes to playing well on the entire West Coast. Uh, this is where we really need to utilize Max Homa. So for the only winning ticket for the Fortnite, it's going to be the tournament favorite. It's Max Home at plus 750 on MGM. My winning pick for the BMW PGA will be Tommy Fleetwood at 14 to 1 on MGM. And Fleetwood had such a wonderful spring season on the PGA Tour. I think there were a lot of talking heads who were expecting Fleetwood to earn his first PGA Tour victory last season. You know, third at the Bar, second in Canada, fifth at the U.S. Open, third in Memphis, and then sixth at the Tour Championship, this guy Fleetwood once again had countless opportunities to get the job done on American soil, and just couldn't make anything happen on Sundays. And with that said, you know he did finish the spring ranked sixth on the PGA Tour, and um, he's going to be a huge weapon for for Team Europe next week at Marco Simone. I mean, stats wise, uh, Fleetwood is just so solid across the board. Thirty fifth in driving, thirty fifth in approach. 12th and chipping and 15th and putting. So he has every aspect of his game clicking and he's in, he's in a, his game is in a, is in a very winnable position. And when you look at his performance at Wentworth over the years, Fleetwood has six top 25 finishes and 11 starts at this golf tournament. So you just know that Fleetwood's going to be in the mix at Wentworth come Sunday. So my pick, my winning pick for the BMW championship is going to be Tommy Fleetwood at 14 to one on MGM we move to the one sleeper for the Fortinet. That's going to be Akshay Bhatia, top 10, plus 475 on Bet Online. And remember what we talked about last season when it came on betting um, on Akshay Bhatia. Like B. Todd, Akshay has shown us that he is a very venue-specific golfer so far in his young professional career. He's only 21, so he'll have t- plenty of time to learn um, these golf courses. But right now, Bhatia thrives on the West Coast, where he grew up, and and and, and island style golf, of course. Um, but but Napa is, is one of these places. He finished ninth uh, the last time he played this event, two thousand twenty one. This is um, a first year PGA Tour member who won on temporary membership towards the end of last spring at the Barracuda Championship in Lake Tahoe, and he had three other top ten finishes on the season to complement that win um you know now that batia has seen himself come away victorious on the pga tour you would think that this year you will start to see him have more week-to-week consistent success so my sleeper for the fortinet will be akshay batia to top 10 at plus 475 on bet online my lineup this week will be uh i'll only have a lineup for the Fortnite this week uh number one will be brendan todd who's Top 10 ticket is my one pick to place in my best bet for this week. He'll try to continue the success he's had over the years in Napa. Number two will be Akshay Bhatia. Number three will be Bo Hosler. Number four, I'll take a flyer with Mackenzie Hughes here. I call it a flyer because towards the end of last season, it looked like Mackenzie Hughes had forgotten how to play golf. His last top 20 Came with the Byron Nelson in May. But the fact is, he's a multi-time PGA Tour winner in a weak field. And I'm going to buy Hughes low here with the idea that he had about a month to get his game together since his spring season ended in Memphis. So number four will be McKenzie Hughes. Number five will be the short and narrow course guru, C.T. Pan. And and Pan will play this year on a medical extension After missing four months last season with a wrist injury, he had time to recover and now returns to Napa where he's three for three and made cuts and recorded a sixth place finish here in 2021. And number six in the caboose this week will be PGA champion and past Fortinet champion, Jimmy Walker Walker obviously had a legendary career, but if he does not finish the fall inside the top 70 on the FedEx cup money list, he will lose his PGA tour status. Um, you know, last year he, he used his career money exemption to play a full season. And while he didn't earn full status, Walker still had a very respectable season with six top 25 finishes. So going back over this lineup, Brendan Todd, Akshay Batia, Bo Hosler, Mackenzie Hughes, CT Pan, and Jimmy Walker will be the lineup this week for the scoring prediction. I believe that a, a tournament record 22 under is going to be set. You have perfect weather conditions in Napa, and you don't have all that that fire debris showering the golf course like it has over the last two years due to to those devastating California fires. You'll have highs of 79 and lows of 55 in Napa with zero clouds in the sky. I think home is going to take a deep this week and win the Fortnite with a winning score of 22 under par. And for the first-round leader, I'm going right back to the well with Max Homa at 22-1 on DraftKings. And, you know, I know there's only been one wire-to-wire winner in Napa, which was Rocco Mediate back in 2010. But I think that will be uh, the style of of Homa's victory, you know, 13 years later. And the reason is very straightforward. Homa was ranked sixth on the PGA Tour in first-round scoring average last year as he averaged 69 on the dot in in opening rounds uh so my first round leader uh this week will be max homa at 22 to 1 on DraftKings. my best bet uh i'll have two best bets this week one for the Fortnite, one for the bmw pga my best bet for the Fortnite will be the brendan todd top 10 plus 400 ticket on bet online that we discussed in the picks to place and for the bmw pga championship my best bet will be tom kim to top 10 at plus 240 on bet 365. And Tom Kim is absolutely rocking and rolling right now. He ended the spring with five straight top 25 finishes, including a second place finish at the open and the tank engine, you know, he's in his second year on the PGA tour. He showed us last year that he was able to weather a mid season slump and get back into form very quick. He was in a major slump around the Florida swing and he turned it around at the very end of the season with top tens at the U S open and the open championship. It's amazing to see that at 21 years old, Tom Kim wants to hold memberships on both the PGA tour and the DP world tour. He is an international player that has no issue bringing his best golf anywhere in the world. So for my best bet, as far as the European action this week is going to be Tom Kim to top 10 at plus 240 on Bet365. And that will do it here on the Golf Preview Podcast. If you have any questions regarding this week's picks, or if you have questions that you would like me to answer for next week's preview, feel free to reach me on Twitter at DRMedia59. Once again, that at is DRMedia59. Thanks again for listening today. I'm your host, Will Doctor, and we'll talk next week at a DP World Towards French Open before it is officially Ryder Cup week.